I feel vibrant. I'm flexible. I can thank you, Lord, for all that, you know, I would thank him for, for opening my eyes to, to being able to say, you know what, I really can choose to think when it comes to my physical health, I can make really good decisions here. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode in our series called Choose to Think About Your Physical Health. I'm not sure about you, but I'm in when we're talking about turbocharging my brain. And man, do I ever want clarity of thought and mind. I certainly don't want to wake up each day defeated, overwhelmed, or depressed. Until more recently, I had no idea how much the food I eat impacts not only my overall health, but also my moods and the literal health and condition of my brain. And you're going to want to stay tuned till the very end, because to illustrate my points, this episode is formatted in quiz style. Yeah, I'm a teacher, you can tell. But let's see what you know about how what you eat impacts your brain and body as well as your mental health. There are 10 total questions coming up, but you'll have to visit our Choose to Think inspirational podcast community on Facebook and let us know how well you scored. I'd really love to know. But before we get into this juicy topic about specific foods that you can eat to uplift your emotions and moods and to help you reduce stress and overload during this busy holiday season, let me tell you about a gift that you can give yourself or a friend that will have the same benefit to your brain as the foods you consume. It's my new 365-day devotional called Choose to Think, Find Peace, Joy, Hope, Health, and Freedom Every Day. As many of you know, I'm a certified Christian life coach and an online course creator. If you've ever heard of Guidepost Magazine, you know, I always think of my grandparents for that, but I currently write devotionals for them, and they're a faith-filled community and organization. And one day, it occurred to me that I should write a devotional of my own. So my Choose to Think ministry began a couple of years ago and was birthed out of a really hard time in my life when I had sunk into a deep depression. I was functional, but lifeless, kind of like lifeless, all at the same time. A dear mentor encouraged me to learn what it meant to take my thoughts captive and to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And that's exactly what I did and I continue to do to this day. And over the years, that was since 2016, I developed a proven strategy or a process to overcome toxic habits and thinking patterns called the seven R's for living your best thought life. You're thinking, wait, I don't want a process. I want the solutions or the results, and I get it. But in the Choose to Think devotional, I share with you these seven R's, and I've woven them throughout the content to help them really sink deeply into your brain and to help you form new thinking habits. The devotional has a ton of research on brain science and even psychology and health studies that I quote to reinforce all the topics. We look at all areas of your life, health, wealth, love relationships, and faith, and how if you're struggling, you can begin the process of retraining your mind and rewiring your brain to function in healthy, life-producing ways instead. 
Although the devotional launched just a couple of weeks ago, the reviews are steadily coming in. You can click on the link that I put in the show notes to the book or the description if you're on YouTube to read what other folks are actually saying about the book, as well as to peek inside the book and take a look for yourself. Each day's devotion might take you anywhere from five to seven minutes or as many as, say, a half an hour to complete, depending on the depth of your investment. You'll start out with a targeted scripture passage, then go to an I choose declaration. It's very positive, just gives you something to say, yeah, today I'm going to choose this. You'll have a practical application or a story. There are a couple of personal reflection questions that you can actually use with a small group, with a friend, your accountability partner, or even as personal journal prompts. And then finally, we'll end with a concluding prayer. And I would encourage you to start this devotional to get on your best thought, you know, Put your best thought forward each morning. And again, the link is in the show notes. I'd love to know what you think about this about this work. And also, we're nearing the end of two full years of podcasting. Our show has grown exponentially and is now heard in about 45 countries around the world. Investing in this devotional is just one way that you can support the Choose to Think brand and increase my brand awareness, which is what I'm trying so hard to do. I do what I do because I'm trying to help others discover the secret to living their best thought lives every single day. And I do this by sharing the upbeat and positive methods that I've learned to do so. Also, if you're in need of a bit of accountability or support during the process as you work your way out of being stuck and not so fun thought loops or just that meh feeling about life in general, you and I together can tackle the issues head on. Email choose to think at gmail.com and that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com to schedule your first 60 minute thought strategy session with me. It's totally free. You and I can jump on a Zoom call together, just like two gal pals having a cup of coffee and together we'll identify a few areas of your thought life that may need attention. We can develop a strategy to help you turn toxic thinking, self-limiting beliefs, or even those pesky lies that you may be believing. We can turn them all into truths based on what God says about himself, about you, and about your situation. But please email me today because I only schedule three thought strategy sessions each month. So please get in on that. And finally, if you're listening to the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast, can you please subscribe to the show or make it a favorite? You can write a review on Apple and light up those five stars. It would just mean the world to me. Most of my ministry has experienced what what we call organic growth. It's like word of mouth or folks sharing the links with their friends. And I've been working so hard to attract new listeners on the show as well as on our YouTube channel. So please visit the Choose to Think channel and like, subscribe, and share there as well. This is another big way to show big support for our ministry and it'll only take you a couple of seconds. I could not thank you enough. Okay, now on with the show. Let's talk about all those brainy foods that you're going to need to stock up on, especially over the next couple of weeks to give yourself a leg up on self-care and you know, to help you experience optimal emotional and physical health. So number one, question number one, true or false? When you eat plenty of fruit, vegetables, and fish, you are most likely less at risk for depression compared to those who favor fatty meats, processed carbs, and sweets. Okay, we don't even need a drum roll for that one. I think you probably know that the answer to that is true. Good job. 
Number two, according to a recent review published in Molecular Psychology, researchers analyzed 41 studies that sought to quantify the impact of various diets on clinical depression. Which diet was ranked overall best when it came to improving mental health? I'm going to give you three options. A, the Mediterranean diet, B, the DASH diet, or C, the Healthy Eating Index, H-E-I. Now, that is something that our U.S. government puts out that, that includes all the dietary guidelines, okay? So which one do you think? Well, if you said A, the Mediterranean diet, give yourself another point because that is correct. Now, I want to read to you something that the American Journal of Clinical Medicine put out um, in a study that they did, and I'm going to quote from them just to give you an idea of what the Mediterranean diet actually is. I try to follow it considerably in, in my own approach, and this is what they said, quote, this Mediterranean diet pyramid is based on food patterns typical of Crete, much of the rest of Greece and southern Italy in the early 1960s, where adult life expectancy was among the highest in the world, and rates of coronary heart disease, certain cancers, and other diet-related chronic diseases were among the lowest. Work in the field or kitchen resulted in a lifestyle, and that's a key word, lifestyle, that included regular physical activity and was associated with low rates of obesity. The diet is characterized by abundant plant foods, fruit, vegetables, breads, other forms of cereals, potatoes, beans, nuts, and seeds, fresh fruit as the typical daily dessert, uh-oh, dessert, fruit, dessert, uh-huh, olive oil as the principal source of fat, dairy products, principally cheese and yogurt, and fish and poultry consumed in low to moderate amounts, zero to four eggs consumed weekly, red meat consumed in low amounts, and wine consumed in low to moderate amounts, normally with meals. Now, you can read what I said an episode ago, I think it was last week, about, hey, try grape juice instead of wine if you don't want the alcohol content with that. And I think you're going to be surprised at how even grape juice impacts your overall health and is almost as beneficial, and some studies might even say it is as beneficial as wine. Well, the Mediterranean diet is low in saturated fat with total fat ranging from 25 to 35% of the energy throughout the region. And you're going to, I mean, I would encourage you to do that. If you haven't actually heard of the Mediterranean diet, I wrote a few blog posts on the diet as well as the MIND diet, the M-I-N-D diet. I love that. That was so catchy to me because of the word MIND. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to see what that's about. So you, you got to check out the blog post over at choose to think.co. Yes, that's .co. And the number two there, choose to think.co. Just search in the search bar there for Mediterranean diet. And you'll also find an article called, um, let's see, what do I call it? The top 10 fast action items you can do to improve brain health and live your best life. Again, that is all about the mind diet. And I give some pictures there and explain that particular diet a little bit. So I'm going to keep going with the quiz here and ask you for a few more questions. And some of them are still about the Mediterranean diet, which seemed to be the winner in the one study that I just quoted. So question number three, true or false, the Mediterranean diet may have a positive effect on mental health because it helps fight inflammation. And the answer is true. Your brain actually does a lot of self-repair and inflammation impedes this process. Okay. Question number four, the Mediterranean diet improves your gut biome, which influences depression. 
And again, the answer is true. Again, there is the, you think of the gut-brain connection. You want good brain health, you want to consume really good brainy foods. And those that are included on the Mediterranean diet, actually, you know, everything is going through your, your mouth and into your digestive system, but you actually have neurons or brain cells living in your gut. And so there's that deep connection. There's even the nerve that runs, that kind of connects the two systems. Isn't that, is that the vagus nerve? Is that's what I'm, that I'm thinking there? And so, you know, there's a big connection in what we eat and our neurological health and the health of our brain. Question number five, research supports that increasing folate and B12 may relieve symptoms of depression. Answer is true. Food that's high in folate, and you want to get a lot of these over the next few weeks and begin to incorporate these types of things into your lifestyle, into your new normal diet, would be dark green leafy vegetables like turnip greens, spinach, romaine lettuce, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli, beans, peanuts, sunflower seeds, fresh fruit, fruit juices, whole grains, liver, seafood, and you know what? Foods high in B12 include, among others, nutritional yeast. You'll have to go back to episode 123 that's titled exactly why are nutritional yeast, popcorn, and olive oil so healthy and beneficial for you? Whole episode on that in our series. I'll put a link in the comments to all of my favorite healthy store-bought foods in the description, that you, like the nutritional yeast, for example, as well as in the show notes. Question number six. Taking a look at what the folks who live the longest on this earth have eaten most of their lives may offer information about the best diet or foods to consume. Well, I'm going to say that's true also. Listen, have you heard of the blue zone? Well, blue zones are actually regions of the world that are thought to have a higher than usual number of people live much longer than average. A couple of guys started this research. I think they were even connected in with National Geographic when it first started. And now you, I've heard a lot recently about blue zones. And there's, let's see, there's Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Ikaria, Greece, and Loma Linda, California in the USA. Okay, what's all that about? So they're going to give you what they call a longevity diet. So I'm thinking that a longevity diet kind of, it's got so many, so much in, in common with the DASH diet and the MIND diet and the Mediterranean diet. It's like the best of. And they even provide this particular study in the research, and now you can get books and everything about, about the blue zones, but they provide for us some recipe and some food guidelines. And basically what they did is they took about 150 dietary surveys of all of these world's long living people, and they discovered the secrets, what they're calling secrets of the longevity diet. And they have about 11 very simple guidelines. And I'd like to um, share some of those with you. Let me see if I can scroll down. Um, okay, so monthly, you're to retreat from meat. These are their 11 guidelines for the blue zones. Retreat for, and you can print this out. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's just a simple PDF that they, it's a printable PDF. And you can snag it and kind of keep this in mind as you're trying to get foods that are very healthy and beneficial for you and your brain and your overall emotional health. And so monthly retreat from meat, blue zone centenarians eat about two ounces or less about five times per month. 
Okay, think about that. That's not a lot of meat. They also reduce dairy monthly. Weekly, they slash sugar, consuming only 28 grams, which is about seven teaspoons of added sugar daily. Now, that sounds a little bit high, but 28 grams, I guess that, and that's added sugar, okay? Because four grams of added sugar, four grams of sugar is about like one teaspoon. So when you're looking on some, you're looking at a granola bar and you're like, wow, that's got a lot of added sugar. You can divide that added sugar by four and you can see exactly how many teaspoons of like raw sugar would be going into what you're consuming. Weekly, they also go easy on fish. Okay, so they have retreated from meat and now they're going easy on fish. Fewer than three ounces up to three times weekly. And they don't eat, they eliminate eggs no more than three per week, okay? So it's not like eggs are horrible for you. They're, matter of fact, there are some ingredients in the structure of, of eggs, especially the yolk is so good for you actually and, and healthy, but no more than three a week, well, that's doable. And what they do daily, they snack on nuts, about one to two handfuls a day. Can you believe that? Because nuts, nuts really pack a punch when it comes to caloric intake. But oh my goodness, you're getting all those omega-3s and all the, the fiber and the nutrients and everything in those in those nuts. So you want you do want to go with the, the raw kind and or maybe roasted with a little bit of, of sea salt or something like that, not the the ones that are processed and have all kind of flavorings and and all of that just go for the the raw stuff I make a mix at home that has every seed known to man virtually I even use still cut oats in there because if you eat a raw still cut oat they're kind of chewy and almost nutty and so I even put those in there and hemp seeds and chia seeds and I put at flax I put everything in there with all kind of nuts and some dried fruit and coconut and just raw organic coconut strips and then I put my 72% dark chocolate because chocolate's another one that's really good for your brain and so I, I use that in there and it's a wonderful it's energy packed, it's healthy, beneficial, and I just like to make my own mix like that. So I actually consume a lot of nuts, not one to two handfuls a day, but possibly. And then of course, water, drink water, about seven glasses a day. Coffee, tea, and wine, drink in moderation. Daily dose of beans, half a cup to one cup a day. Okay, so get those beans in there and then go holy whole. They say single ingredient, raw, cooked, ground, or fermented and not highly processed. And get this, this longevity diet says it's 95 to 100% plant-based. So it's like vegan and oh my goodness, so healthy. But it's not vegan because you still get a little bit of meat. I don't want to give up a hamburger or, you know, turkey. And I, I like all that stuff and I want it sometimes and maybe a steak or something like that. But, and I eat salmon every week. So I don't want to give all that up, but I'm glad to have it in moderation and really up just the whole foods, organic, no, you know, not processed and then all these other wonderful extra foods that are just so good for us and I want to make this my lifestyle not just what I'm doing to 
you know, to lose weight or something like that. I don't, I'm not trying to lose weight. I just want to be healthy and I want to be fit and I want to be able to move around with my grandkids and stuff like that. Okay. So that was number six. Let's go to number seven. How are you doing? Are you six or six? Well, here's question number seven. Fatty fish, such as salmon, trout, albacore, tuna, herring, and sardines are all rich sources of omega-3 fatty acids. And you know that's true. Did you know about 60% of your brain is made of fat and half of that fat is comprised of omega-3 fatty acids? Your brain uses omega-3s to build brain and nerve cells. And these fats are definitely essential, help you with your learning and your memory. So you might want to go back and listen to the full episode about krill oil and omega-3s that I did, episode 125. Do you want to know more about omega-3s and why these essential fatty acids are beneficial for your overall health and wellness? I hope so. Question number eight, true or false? Antioxidants found in blueberries act against both oxidative, so think antioxidants, think about what these words mean, we use them all the time, but so so antioxidants found in blueberries act against both oxidative stress and inflammation, conditions that can contribute to brain aging and neurodegenerative diseases. Well, that sounds so fancy. Of course, it's true. All right. We know blueberries are good for our brains. Question number 10. Curcumin, the active ingredient in turmeric, has been shown to cross the blood-brain barrier, meaning it can directly enter the brain and benefit the cells there. Yep. True. I actually take a turmeric capsule two to three times a week instead of taking ibuprofen. Can you believe that? Because number one, I want to give a boost to my brain. And number two, remember, sometimes I struggle with plantar fasciitis, all this pickleball and walking and everything that I do. I'm very active. And so sometimes I have like a flare up of plantar fasciitis. And I know that the turmeric helps to fight even that type of inflammation. And finally, my plantar fasciitis has actually died down a bit. I even put turmeric and you can get it. You can get bags of it at Kroger, Walmart, all these, wherever. I, I put it on salads and with a whole lot of cracked pepper. So it's so tasty. And the last question, number 10, any true false, any type of chocolate has health benefits. Well, we've had nine true. So I figured I'd throw in a false there because I'm going to say, mm, I don't think so. Maybe, but let's say false. Let's go for dark chocolate for sure. I used to hate dark chocolate, but now I'm actually accustomed to the flavor. I've retrained my taste buds to really enjoy dark chocolate. I mean, it's astounding to me that I can eat a chocolate chip that has 72% dark chocolate or the cacao that, that is right there. It's not very much sweetness added to it. And having a stash has, you know, on hand has really helped to curb my chocolate cravings. And you can check out the show notes for links about Trader Joe's Honey Whip Mints that I love. And it's dark chocolate with no added sugar on it. I mean, you get, you're getting the sugar from the natural whipped honey, but the chocolate itself has no added sugar. And so it's, and it's a dark chocolate. And then also these keto nuggets from Inno Foods that I am just, I love them. You can get them at Costco for 10 bucks for a pound. They are so, so good. The flavonoids in chocolate may help protect the brain. And studies have suggested that eating chocolate, especially the dark kind, could boost both memory and mood. So, you know, we could, I could just go on here and create more questions about best brain foods like these. Something about, these are all good for your brain. Broccoli, nuts and seeds. I already mentioned those. Coffee and green tea. I did a whole episode on green tea. Oranges, all that good vitamin C that you're getting. And then eggs. 
All of this I'm getting from a Healthline article that I love. But the bottom line is the food you eat affects your brain, your gut, and your mind. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 2.10 to take every thought captive. And in Romans 12.2 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And frankly, science supports this premise. And here are a few cases when your thoughts may get you in trouble. If you are duped into thinking that medicine is not your best body medicine then you might want to reframe that thought of unbelief or disbelief or thinking, you know, believing something that's not true because it may be standing in your way to overall health and wellness. Food really is an amazing medicine for our bodies. God created food and whole food, organic food, so that we could, you know, to sustain us and to to thrive in that way. And now there are so many organic options available at virtually every store where you go in. So let's start making and supporting those businesses that grow organically. And let's look at the labels and make sure that our that there aren't a lot of additives and preservatives and that kind of stuff so that we can not overgo, you know, overdo sodium even and fat and sugar and you know, it's easy. It takes time to learn all these new habits, but it, there's a huge payback. I have to tell you that I'm in my 50s. And I don't think I've ever felt better in my life. And that is the truth. I feel healthy. I feel like a good weight. I feel like I make overall in my maintenance mode, I make pretty good, healthy choices about my food. I feel energetic. I feel vibrant. I'm flexible. I can thank you, Lord, for all that, you know, I would thank him for, for opening my eyes to, to being able to say, you know what, I really can choose to think when it comes to my physical health. I can make really good decisions here. Here's another thought. If you justify what you eat by saying, oh, a little bit of this won't hurt, or it's the holidays, I'd better go ahead and indulge. Well, again, your own thoughts and beliefs may be sabotaging your quest for health. Okay, how about this one? If you think you cannot possibly make it through the next couple of weeks without fudging on all the high fat and super super sugar pumped foods, well, This isn't true. You can make it. You can make better choices. Maybe instead of having a whole piece of fudge or a whole peanut butter ball, you just take a little bite just so you can tell your aunt, thank you so much for preparing this. And it's such a part of your memories and the tradition of Christmas, but you don't have to eat five of them. You can just have a little bite of one and and enjoy that. Enjoy the memory and, and enjoy the fact that someone is loving and serving by providing these wonderful traditional foods and these, you know, that, that keep you connected. But you can still participate, but you don't have to do it like you always have before. You can cut back and you can make it through. Let's you and I begin to see the changes that we make when it comes to our food choices as lifestyle changes, where we focus more on the benefit of making healthy choices, then all of that we think we may be missing out on if we don't indulge. What we eat matters. We want to live our best thought lives in all four areas, health, wealth, love, and faith. Yes, we all want a piece of Aunt Josie's fudge and our mom's fruitcake. I love fruitcake. But we learn to shift our thinking to examine what is the best choice for us to consume. And we can always pray and ask God to help us with that. He knows those temptations we have. He knows the those addictions that can set in in our heart and our minds and with our bodies and the physiological connections 
options that are all there, but we can detox. We can make better choices and we can certainly ask God to help us in the process. Besides, when you get to your ideal weight and your ideal lifestyle, it's really changed. You are much more likely to continue with your success. It'll become the new you. If you lost weight all the while thinking you could splurge later, well, you may have missed the point on why you started in the first place. Make it instead a point to focus on the new you who pines away for optimal health and wellness. Not just the new you who wants to lose weight and now gets to treat herself to all that she's missed out on in the last six months. That's a warped way of looking at dietary changes. We want to make lifestyle changes. We are brain changers. We take care of our bodies, our brains, and our gut And we make sure that our thoughts and our minds reflect God's truth. He created us and we are his temple. So let's choose to think when it comes to our bodies today. We got this. Of course, we're not perfect, but I bet we can make healthy choices about 95% of the time. Do you agree? Well, hey, let me know how you did on that quiz. And thank you so much again for tuning in. So make some good choices today. Let you and I together choose to think. God bless you. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.